and welcome to What It Is Your Part Documentary Part Roundtable Podcast with a little sprinkling of competition. I'm your host Ellie Main and joining me as we have every week is Chelsea Hartbush. That is me. We also have Colton Clemens, good friend of the pod, joining us this week, but he is in the restroom somewhere hey. in Los Angeles. <laughs> I have had a rough weekend. Sure. Because of work. Yeah. And that is all I'm going to say about it on this podcast. Yes, uh, that's fair. It's very easy to figure out why if it's something that you're interested in, but it's not something that I'm going to talk about on the podcast. Yeah, just do a cursory Google. Colton, new Los Angeles transplant. How's life? Uh, How are you doing? How's LA? How's your job? Life's wonderful. Let me tell you, uh, California, they are not joking about the weather out here. It's They didn't lie? Always sunny all the time. Okay, it's (laughs) always great. It's beautiful. Um, I'm living in a cute little studio out here in LA. Cute. I can't really talk about it on the podcast, but I'm working on I got a pretty sweet gig on an HBO show. Oh um, my it's God. all pretty rad. You're saying that Colton's win, 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 winning? Win, yeah, win, I've been win, 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 winning, actually. You forgot <laughs> actually, one in there. I'm sorry. I feel like I said one more than you, but that's fine. <laughs> well, that that may be that may be so. That may but it was be a different the case. <laughs> Well, I'm proud of you, bottom line. Oh my god, I'm proud of me too. And I'm proud of both of you. Oh, thank you. Oh my goodness. Do you guys want to hear a fact bang? I am desperate to hear a fact bang. I need to. Okay, good. Well, so you know how you can tell the age of a tree by the rings in its trunk and all that ish? Of course. Yeah, of course. Did you know, incoming fact bang, that you can determine the age of a shark by counting the growth rings in their vertebrae in much the same way? No. <laughs> no? Ow. That does not sound real. It is real! That's, That's a fact, fact bag. Wow. That's pretty nuts. I learned that from the internet, which means that it's definitely real. That? Four sharks. Nuts. Four sharks. Well, I guess it that makes is... sense if if sharks are like made of cartilage, you know, the cartilage just has to keep getting bigger and bigger. It just keeps calcifying more and more, you know? I'm talking like I'm a scientist or something, but like that, but that makes sense, you know, right? And it'll just keep, you know, I wonder if human bones have rings. Oh, I don't know. I've got know some if... research to do. I know that you have the little spaces. Okay, because you have like bones, right? Sure. And then you get taller. Yeah. And they separate in a very specific place. Um, And like, because that's how, if you guys have ever wondered how you get taller, you get taller because like your bones start to grow cartilage. Like they have a specific separation and yeah. they grow cartilage in that space. And then that cartilage ossifies and becomes bone. Oh, so that's, Os- that's, why it, that's why it hurts that's why you get growing oh, pains it's like growing really fast everything's kind of stretching really fast oh. and you're getting all this cartilage and then the cartilage ossifies into bone so actually in a way no, you can't count rings like what you're describing but that is how like they can tell how old skeletons are like is this a large child or a small man and it's like oh well, like check those little spots oh, and see if they're done see if they're fully ossified and then if they are then you know that the, that person has reached physical maturity mental maturity not so much <laughs> um, I have well i have a fact bang too i'm ready for all these fact bangs something fun about colton so everybody knows is that long before we successfully made what Colton and I tried to make a couple different podcasts that were both about movies because Colton is my movie friend RIP in peace because he doesn't live in Austin anymore but when he did (laughs) we went and saw movies together all the time and we usually hated all of them uh, which was really sad but it was just because there weren't we were just I guess seeing the wrong movies so we were trying to make a movie podcast I think we listened to one we recorded one episode that was about Justice League again RIP oh yeah we did because now it's been replaced by the Snyder Cut. God, if we could find that audio, we could do such a, like, a, a side then and by now. side. Oh, side by I've side. got that audio still. Oh, you got that audio? Oh, my God. Okay, well, that would be yeah, such a fun I'm, I'm fairly sure. I'll, I'll look into it. But, yeah, I'd, I'd love to listen to that now because we... We recorded that while Justice League was still in the theaters. So that was yeah, like we, then in the moment. Right. We went and saw it. We came home. Yeah. Like four years ago, we went and saw it. We came deep back to your apartment and we like recorded that episode. Um, and so, yeah. And now you're in California. So you could smoke a bunch of legal marijuana, watch Snyder Cut, and then we could record a new thing. <gasps> it's well, not that's already plan. happened, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I have heard... already watched the Snyder Cut. I have already subjected oh. myself to Colin, that. Are you telling hour. me that you, that you smoked a bunch of legal weed? You watched the Snyder Cut and then you imagined a podcast with Chelsea? <gasps> That's already oh. happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly what happened. So 
since you're my movie friend, I have a movie-based fact bang, which is, I don't know if you have been as, like, curious about this as I have, but I have been very curious about basically, like, what the 2020 box office was like. Oh, Ooh, yeah. yes. I didn't even think Be- about that. Right? Because movies, like, essentially kind of stopped. Yeah, because yeah, the year I, didn't I exist. I stopped following up on it when I saw, like, the number one movie every week was, like, getting, like, half a million dollars yeah. right it was so weird well that is like the weirdest part about it so i was gonna say the reason that i can tell this is because for my job i now have access to imdb pro which is great because i think that imdb pro is very expensive so i was like never gonna buy it on my own but now i just have access to it and it has things like like kind of detailed like box office overviews so like for example in the year 2019 so we can have kind of like a base right the year 2019 the total and i believe this is just for the u.s it kind of looks like it is because it doesn't have any chinese information which as our friend max taught us on this podcast is actively competing to overtake the u.s uh film market if it hasn't already yeah if you've seen the recent king kong godzilla movie then it is so blatant it's incredible yeah oh it's great so i think this is just for domestic although it doesn't specifically say that but it seems like it so 2019 total gross 11 billion 320 million 874 thousand 529 dollars Box office in 2020, $2,085,651,481 for a total negative of 81.6%. It went down 80% oh, from damn. 2019 to 2020. I bet 20% of that 2020 was from Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I was going to say. So then digging into 2020's box office, first of all, it is kind of complicated by the fact that like most of the top tens. So let's see, let's count one, two, three, four of the top ten movies of all of 2020 came out in 2019. Wow. So that would be the movie 1917, which came out on Christmas 2019. Mm, yeah. Jumanji: The Next Level came out in December. <laughs> yeah. Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, naturally. Little Women, and that is it for the top ten. The movies that did break the top ten with numbers that just would have never even like numbers that would have been basically nothing in 2020. Doolittle, which obviously everybody remembers. Oh yeah. Doolittle, oh, yeah. which was an RDJ <laughs> joint. And lost like a huge amount of money. Birds of Prey is the number six, which I like Birds of Prey. It's the number six movie of the entire year. It was wow. like the sixth highest grossing movie of 2020. It, it didn't even break 100 million. And it was a disappointment when it came and it was out a disappointment. Like financially. Yeah. It didn't even break 100 million. Um, Tenet is not even on the top 10. It's, ha! I know, <laughs> it's 14. It only made $46 million. Oh my well, it was God. a shitty fucking movie. What was right, the, but what? also it it now goes down in history as the movie where they were like, I, do you guys remember it was like, movies are back. And then yes! it was like, no, they're not. Guess what? <laughs> nope. They're actually yeah. not back. I'm still ready for the James Bond movie. I'm upset that that hasn't come out yet. I want to see that. There's a part yeah. where he drives up his little car up a archway and lands it on the top of the thing, and it looks real cool. I am really excited to see Dune. That's the one. I think maybe Dune might be the movie I'm looking forward to most in 2021. And I think it has been moved all the way to like November. So my hope is that I will be able to see it in the theater. My so movie I'm most looking forward to in 2021 that is not a Marvel movie because obviously is sure. the new Fast and Furious movie because it looks fucking insane. <laughs> Wait, what John number Cena's are we on like- now? Are we on oh, nine? nine? I think, yeah. Yeah. Fast and uh, John, John Cena's like catching cars. He's wearing like a robot suit. He's brothers with Vin Diesel. Sure. They're, they're, the, sure. The cars fly it's great. It's catching awesome. him with his robot hands, is what you're saying? Well, oh my gosh, you... yes. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, what you yeah, have right. to remember is it's about family. Yeah, you, you do have yeah. to remember that it's about family. But it's about family, though. That's fantastic. My title, Coltino of Tino's is dancing on a credit card okay interesting interesting is it about how credit scores didn't exist until like 20 years ago is it about how credit what didn't exist credits there was no such thing as like your credit Credit scores uh no that sounds like a great topic you should do that one yeah you just like prepare that real quick oh yeah done (laughs) (laughs) 
but no, it's just like another way that boomers are fucked us. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They didn't have to have a fucking credit score to do Uh-oh. shit. And yeah. now in order to breathe, we need one. Credit scores are evil. I remember when I first looked up my credit score as like a little baby, like right out of college. And it was so mean. And it was like, because your was... credit score is doo-doo panties. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it was so mean because it came up and it was like, I mean, literally it was like, I don't know, like 420. It was like, and I was like, hashtag blaze it. And they were like, no, it's really bad. No, it's... They were like, here are all the reasons why your credit score is so bad. And it was like, it was like exceedingly high debt to income ratio. And I was like, oh, is that because I have like a ton of student loans because you told me that was the only way to be successful and no job because there's no jobs. And they're like, yeah, and that makes you pretty stupid. (laughs) And then they were like, and then they were like, and you have no accounts. And like, and I was like, but I'm baby. Yeah, and I was like, well, I have, a cre- I have like a checking account. And they were like, yeah, but you have no credit cards. And I was like, okay, but like, this is why I applied so I could get a credit card. And they're like, yeah, but we're not going to give you one because you have a bad credit score. And I was like, I am being actively bullied. Like, this is mean. This is so mean. But it's not about credit scores. Okay, it's not about credit scores now. Is it the ballet version of Christmas shoes? God, I, you know, that is a thing. I did not. And it's not. called The Red Shoes. Have you ever heard the story of The Red Shoes? No. I've seen Ooh. the movie. You've seen the movie? Okay, we should watch the movie. It's so good. <gasps> to me, it sounds like some sort of... So I went to art high school, and it sounds like something the creative yeah, writing department it. would come up with and oh, put no, on one of their showcases. Yeah, that's like the title. Here's what I'm going to say to you, and it's not really a hint. It's more of a brag, but... <laughs> Your topics are always so clever because like they show up in like the the explanation like you'll be like five minutes in and then you'll be like and that's when they went to the place also known as the green hell and it's like ah and it has, like, has the same it has the same energy as like when you hear somebody say the name of the movie it has like the same energy it's just like a you're talking about some kind of suicide squad guess what I'm gone girl. <laughs> <laughs> like she was just gone, girl. <laughs> Those fake memes kill me every time. <laughs> I know that Twitter account's one of my favorite Twitter accounts, where they just like make like the fake screenshots. Have you seen that, Colton? Oh, I mean, yeah, I've seen that. I've, I'm yeah, gonna, yeah, I'm not trying. He's well versed. He's like, he's like, excuse you, I am extremely online and very into movies. How dare you? So anyway, I feel like yours always have that, and mine don't. And this time, I'm really excited because. Dancing on a credit card is going to come back in in a fun way that's very upsetting and surprising. Ooh! But it means that you're probably not going to guess the topic. Okay, well, that's okay. Do you want to hear mine? Absolutely, I do. Oh, my God. Please. Oh, my God. The title of my topic is The Little Silver Men of 1955. Well, shit, if that doesn't get you interested. <laughs> well, if little that little I don't know what will. To go my fancy. The Little Silver Men of 1955. Mm-hmm. I feel like I should know this one. Like, it's, like, right at the edge of my... Does it have to do with, I... like, military or war? Military or war, no. Okay. Does it have to do with selling silverware door to door? I love that. No. Mm. Is it about art? Is it about art? No. Is it about so. board games? No. It's not about chess. It's not about ch- Who would be the little silver man? It's about railroad spikes. <gasps> Is it about railroad Can spikes? Can you imagine if that was it? That I was like, you've you've done it, Colton. It's about railroad spikes. I don't I know. Mean, it's possible. You started yeah. this podcast because of glitter. Like, That's true. That is Railroad true. spikes are hot right now. Yeah, they've never <laughs> been hotter. Ever since Biden made his big train announcement, the most like, like the least surprising announcement of his administration so far of just being like I'm Joe Biden and you guessed it we're doing trains you guys you trains, trains are back in a trains are back in a big way baby and I'm like that's super cool daddy Biden where's my student loan and relief and it's me daddy Biden slash old Captain America and I'm here <laughs> and I'm here to tell you trains no 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 student loans <clears throat> have you ever I, thought I'm that still you missing would... two stimulus payments Mr. Mr. Daddy Biden you're missing so, two uh, stimmies yeah I, I haven't missing... got my last two stimmies Oh my, oh, well, you haven't lived until you've blown half a stimmy on one of those dragon dick dildos. You've got to- <laughs> Oh my to... <laughs> God. I saw, I saw that, um, I saw that they had a Demogorgon one from Stranger Things and let me tell you. How often do you I've check this website? <laughs> I get the Bad Dragon subscriber newsletter. Uh, well, that does make sense. Ellie, you got to get on Bad Dragon TikTok because that's really where it's at. Oh, yikes. <laughs> little Silver Men is about Little Silver Dildos. It's not about little silver dildos of 1950. Okay, hear me out. 
Big swing. Is it about actual, literal, small men who are silver? Like human men? <laughs> ooh, no. Wait, why'd you say ooh, no? When I said human only. Oh, she's looking so sly Put right now. Put it together. <laughs> but aliens? Yeah. Ah, you know that scares me. I know. Ooh. You know I am scared of them. say of all the stories that i've heard this is the one that gets me the most mostly gets because you of horny gets me a, ellie a horny yes obviously b <laughs> most convinced mostly because of how many reliable and sober eyewitnesses there are to this event okay this, so okay, this, this is one like specific a... event that you're going to tell us about. it's an event that i'm going to tell you about but also this, this is the one that will make us into fox Mulder. <laughs> exactly exactly but it's also arguably the beginning or the uh, the origin story of what we know to be the pop culture little alien big head big eyes guy oh origin story sort of little man begins little man exactly the little man begins so let me take you back to an august night in 1955 okay i love to be taken back we're going to be hanging out in a place called Hopkinsville, Kentucky, and it's around 11 p.m. And you're like, a, you work in the local police station, and but in our scenario, you're not an asshole. You're a nice police guy, just because it's you in this story. You're like uh, one of the one of the Brooklyn one of the Nine-Nine good guys, one yeah. of the good apples. And you're there on your shift, and it's 11 p.m. And suddenly, eight people show up in a complete state of panic. And one of them says, we need help. We've been fighting them for four hours. And so uh, your your first reaction as a police officer in the station would be like, say more. Say more immediately. Yeah. Yeah, like what? <laughs> fighting who? Apparently, little silver men. To some, the Kelly Hopkinsville. Kelly Hopkinsville is kind of the area of Kentucky, but it's mostly called either or, like either Kelly or Hopkinsville. It's one of those places that's kind of two towns meshed into one. Yeah, they just got um, too close. Exactly, exactly. They just kind of clumped on each other. For some, or many, the Kelly-Hopkinsville encounter provides compelling evidence of alien contact, but others see it as a complete overreaction, probably perhaps fueled by moonshine to an owl attack. <laughs> but... See... Moonshine's what I was going to say because it sounds like they're in Appalachia right there. <laughs> they're in Appalachia. Right. But out, when you said owl attack, I was like, oh, see, that tracks because I feel like lots of people, myself until very recently included, didn't realize that owls had very long legs. Oh, scary. Hidden under all them skirts. Hidden underneath, they have really long under legs. All the skirts. <laughs> under them owl skirts. Yeah, under that owl skirt, there's like long legs. And so like I could see if you like saw the like silhouette of that, you'd be like, that there's a man. Mm-hmm. Well, so this event, like the the lore of this event has endured to the point that about 300 odd citizens live in Kelly and they throw an annual Little Green Men Days festival every August. Okay. And this is where the trope of, like I said, the trope of Little Green Men aliens comes from. Even though it was they were reported to be silver, the press ran with green because it was more along the lines of the movies that had already come out. Little Green Men also has a better ring to it. Right. They were just like, yeah. let's just say it was green and not silver. It's like silver. Are they, are they valuable? Are they are they made of metal? And it's exactly. Like, oh, green, we just oh, want to think they're, they're weird. Yeah, oh, just green. They're green. just different colors than us. Let's fucking get them. Supposedly, E.T. is inspired by this particular event. Okay, well, E.T. was ugly. Well... What exactly happened, Chelsea, on that summer night in Kentucky, 1955? I wasn't there. I was. was. (laughs) But Ellie was there. I was there. So here's the tale of the Kelly Hopkinsville incident. And it starts pretty innocently enough. While visiting a friend named Elmer, quote unquote, Lucky Sutton, amazing, at his farmhouse in the tiny town of Kelly on August 21st, 1955, Billy Ray Taylor of Pennsylvania went outside to the well to collect some water as one does. Yeah. Then something streaking across the sky caught his attention. He described this silvery object as real bright with an exhaust all the colors of the rainbow. It's like Nyan Cat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly like that. Real bright, all the colors of the rainbow. He fled indoors and told the others, which included his wife and the Sutton family, and said that he'd just seen an unidentified flying object. Sick. He recalled that he had not heard an explosion, just a sort of hissing noise as the object landed somewhere behind the farmhouse. And of course, no one took him seriously. They were like, <laughs> hilarious. Been hitting that shine again, Been hitting Lucky. that shine, old there, Billy Ray. 
<laughs> Billy, so Billy Ray Taylor is visiting Lucky Sutton. I Billy see. Ray okay. Taylor. Billy you know, Ray Taylor. Billy Ray Taylor. Lucky Sutton. No one took Billy Ray seriously. They're like redonkulous. And then all the dogs began to bark. All the dogs. And everyone realized in the house that someone or something was approaching the house. This whole group later described to police what they saw. They invaders as they called them had round oversized heads and long arms with talons that nearly touched the ground everything about them seemed to shimmer and glow in the darkness their eyes had yellowish light and their bodies glinted like they were made of silver metal and they were approaching the house those are aliens and do not sound at all like they could be owls i think they're mad fools yeah, I'm going to say, I have to take back what I said about, like, well, they got long legs. Well, they got their legs on them, <laughs> under them skirts. I take it back. Those who were gathered at the Sutton farmhouse were not going to go down without a fight. So what do they do? We're Americans. It's the 1950s. We grab our guns. Yeah, you're going to want to go ahead and grab that gun. We grab our guns. He's um, going to go ahead and pull out that and gun. And when one of the creatures pressed its face against the window, they all started to fire upon these little silver men. And this went Poor on babies. for hours hours they say that they were fighting these guys they said they, they drew close and retreated they flipped up into the trees when they were like and they were impervious to bullets one reached down and grabbed billy ray taylor by the hair billy ray no billy ray no no but this hair is his best feature that's his favorite part but as everyone was shooting apparently eventually these aliens relented and when all seemed quiet eight of them piled into cars and fled into town to beg the police for help so yeah. there we are. They arrive at 11 p.m. Help us, we're fighting aliens. All right, we've reached the in-media res point. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. Four city police, including the chief of police, Russell Greenwell, drove out to Sutton Farmhouse to see what happened. And of course, they're like, <laughs> okay, stupid. They're like, it's owls. Of course, obviously. it's not Elahan. But aliens or not, the crowd at the police station seemed like so terrified so afraid people who had te- the guys who had turned up to say hey this is what's happening one of them had a pulse of 140 beats per minute <gasps> very 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 is scared. that what his apple watch said? that's pretty quick that's exactly yeah. what his 19- <laughs> it's just an apple on a leather screen his apple watch is pinging are, are you in the middle of a workout <laughs> are, you, are you still working out excuse me hello as they have been noted by the chief of police Russell Greenwell said these aren't the kind of people who normally run to the police for help take that as I don't know what that means like mm-hmm. but take it as you will police obviously at that you know when they got there they didn't find any obvious evidence of these little silver men okay the Kentucky New Era nothing stirred during the investigation the next day and besides one of the officers accidentally stepping on a cat's tail in the darkness no further excitement ensued after this proposed four plus hour battle with aliens wait a minute you're telling me that all of this was going on you yeah. got a bunch of police officers, you know, like sort of like sneaking through the area. And one of them does the thing that only happens in movies where they Correct. step on a cat's tail. <laughs> the cat yells. They probably all go, whoa, and then Johnson starts shooting. They're like, yeah. hold fire, hold fire. Just yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's nothing there but a cat being like, fuck you, bro. <laughs> Rightfully. But one Kentucky police officer believed the story. Sergeant Frank Dudas. Oh, so the person that would be the main character in a Stephen King book about yeah, oh, this? Oh, yes! <laughs> He's like, I believe it. Sergeant Frank Dudas. Sergeant Dudas. <laughs> Dudas? D-U-D-A-S, but yes. Dudas. That's, that's difficult. Dudas. Dudass. Dudass. Could be he could be have a bad ass. I mean, how is his ass? Can we get a picture of the ass? I guess. Yeah, it can we get Google show me this guy's ass? Excuse me. Is hey it, Google. Is this is this ass gonna be go like dude or is it gonna be go like, oh that's a dud? Oh, that's a dude ass. He didn't go that night, but he had had his own alien encounters. Yeah. Just the summer before, Dudass, and another officer reported seeing three UFOs. So okay. he was like, I believe you. He said to the Kentucky New Era, the paper, he said, I think the whole story is entirely plausible. I know I saw the sources, and if I saw them, the Kelly story could certainly be true. Right. According to that same article, other officers were reluctant to give their opinions. And of course, the validity of the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter was questioned immediately. Some people doubted the honesty of the Suttons, and neighbors dismissed the whole affair as a drunken debacle and the result of indulging in one's own moonshine. I see. Glennie Lankford, who was Lucky Sutton's mother, was present during the incident, and she says, The lies they told about us! They said we were drinking, but I knew what I saw. The aliens looked like a five-gallon gasoline can with a head on top and small legs. 
and it was shimmering bright metal like on my refrigerator i I, see okay because when you first said silver i was kind of imagining like i don't know like the underbelly of like a reptile you know where it's kind of like silvery yeah like a but like it's like mostly because it's like translucent and you're seeing like blue blood or whatever but like a chrome alien is like a different level of I really do not wish to interact with such. Oh, like an actual metal looking beer. Yeah, it's fucking awful. Like some T2 shit. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. Mm. A five gallon gasoline can with a head on top and small legs. No. Absolutely not. Get out of here. No, thank you, sir. Hellish. To be fair, the police who responded to the scene that night agreed that it didn't seem like anyone had been drinking. Like no one seemed drunk. Didn't seem like there was a scene folding out that had just like turned into this weird ass story. The police were like, no, 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 no. They weren't, they weren't just like wasted. And also people don't have like shared hallucinogenic experiences when you're drunk. Right. Right. And you don't really, also, you don't really hallucinate. I suppose that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And at first everyone was very interested in the story and thought like, oh man, like there's more to this, there's a mystery to this. And the only reason that the interest in figuring out the truth died down was because the Sutton family, as I guess you would, if you were gotta know living in a corporate hellscape and in need of the money they started to try to profit off the interest in the story so they started charging admission to their farmhouse and then any kind of remaining goodwill around the story completely vanished and neighbors in the town grew cold basically eventually kind of drove them out of town I know it's probably annoying to some listeners that, like, this is where our podcast, like, always inevitably, like, moves toward, but also, like, such is the all-encompassing horrors of capitalism. It does suck how, like, only certain people get to be greedy. Like, (laughs) like, the same exact shit, you know, like, a corporation will pull and then... People will be like, wow, like, they're so clever. Like, way to, like, capitalize on, like, a good marketing moment or whatever. Right. Like, way to, like, craft a cool narrative. Yeah. But, like, a regular person or, like, God forbid, like, a poor person does it. And they're like, that's so right. cheap and disgusting. Something super interesting happens to someone and they're like, oh, people would be interested in this. And so then, as you would in this society, you try and make money from that. And then, like, wow, disgusting. You're like, you're like, wow, the rules of capitalism have taught me that, like, if something has value, that I have the right to, like, extract that value for right. it. <laughs> Uh, and then people are like, wow, you're going to ask me for wow. that? That's You want up. me to pay you for my art? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I can't believe it. I know, I mean, it's fucked up. to this day, obviously, it remains unsolved. But here are some of the theories around it. We've heard sort of the first one, this idea of an owl. Um, I'm striking that one right, right off the bat. Well, great horned owls have long wings, glowing eyes, and big round heads. And as we've discussed secret long legs but they don't look like a refrigerator but they do not look like a refrigerator it's very true yeah thank you i want points for that they don't <laughs> i knew that immediately i didn't have to look it up so if i know one thing about great horned owls they don't look like fridges <laughs> they don't even look anything like fridges <laughs> another theory also involves a different animal arthur hoss kansler a sheriff from a nearby town i just love the idea of being like hey hoss joined other policemen at the sutton farmhouse on the night for the investigation in his telling Everyone was drunk and some were tossing a cat onto a screen door to scare the people inside. When I saw the Sutton's daughter reach up and pull that cat off the screen and the cat scream, I knew then that that was the Martian we were searching for. Which is just <laughs> in itself a buck wild story. Oh, yeah. Well, everyone else is like, no, everyone, no one was drunk and we we're all earnestly out looking for this thing. It just seems that there was a nearby sheriff throwing cats at screen doors and we're like, everybody's crazy. <laughs> I'm on Hoss's side. (laughs) I appreciate his energy, yeah. Joanne Smithies, who's a local resident of Kelly, she helps out with the annual Little Green Men Days Festival. She says Lenny Lankford, for it was she, Lucky Sutton's mum. Okay. uh, Didn't allow- Mama Lucky. She didn't allow alcohol on the premises. And she was like, we're not fucking with this. She's like, no, we're not doing that. I remember Prohibition. Fucking sucked. You guys were crazy. Everybody went blind. We're not doing that. She didn't allow alcohol or even cursing on her property. If you were to curse on, you would be removed. Yeah, you're going to get the fuck out. This is 1935. You're going to get that out. So, I mean, more than 50 years after this encounter, the truth about what happened is more elusive than ever. But um, it hasn't stopped people from wondering and celebrating what might have happened on that August night. Mm -hmm. The incident and its ensuing coverage helped to solidify this idea of aliens as little green men. Although Taylor and the Suttons described the aliens as little silver men, the newspapers ran with little green. As you said, it was more catchy. And because the idea of green aliens had been around since the 20s with the birth of science fiction, it was kind of like, it was just like Uh. part of it. 
that they were like aliens are green and if Obviously. we report on little green men people are going to be like we we get that they could market it better of course capitalism wins again yeah you gotta <laughs> exactly. make that story palatable lucky sutton's daughter geraldine who's still with us she says there are those who still don't think the incident was science fiction there are millions of stars and planets in the universe and i can't possibly believe ours is the only planet with life she determines that the world hears her family's side of the story the remaining survivors of the encounter refute they refuse to talk about it so she does it for them and she's written a bunch of books alien legacy the kelly green men and she speaks every year at the little green men days festival and that festival draws like thousands of people every year. The story remains super enticing to producers looking for the next big thing. Uh, as I said, E.T. supposedly has its origins in the encounter, but it also was an inspiring ground for, I mean, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Signs, Gremlins, Critters, Poltergeist, all these producers and writers of those films visited Kelly in Kentucky to speak to people to hear about this specific encounter. An episode of the History Channel's Project Blue Book focused on the incident, and there's a new movie, The Visitants, which is filming in 2021. And where is it filming? Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Wow. Did you say visitants? Like the visitants. Is that a word? I don't believe so, but I think they're making it one. They're it's just like about making, to be. About to be a big old word. Be. So twenty twenty one, the name in sci fi will be Visitants. Avengers, who? We need that new Visitants <laughs> flick. So yeah, when the visit- that Visitants extended universe, when the Visitants comes out, we should do a special episode with you and Colton reviewing it. Oh, perfect! <laughs> Please. Oh my god. But yes, that's the story of the Little Green Men in 1955 Kentucky. I love that. Oh look, there is the, so there was a 1986 movie called The Visitants. So I guess they're remaking it. Sick. I Aliens chase a teenager who stole one of their ray guns. What, what an incredible logline. Like, that's all you need to say. I mean, in a way, that is all you need to know. But this is where I judge, right? And I just reward my points. Correct, correct, I just, correct. I just don't yeah, want to, yeah. I don't, I don't want to get, you know, oh, don't things worry. split. I see that Connor here is saying, really, this sounds like the origin story of cowboys and aliens. Well, I didn't hear about any cowboys in this. Connor, so, um, <laughs> well, there was yeah, a guy called Hoss. There was a guy called uh, Hoss. Hoss. And you got me there. Hoss. Yeah. You got um, me there. But uh, yeah, I did like there's a guy called Hoss. Listen, this this is really interesting. It's interesting that like so many people backed up that these people like were of like sound That's mind a lot and stuff of eyewitnesses, like that. And, right? Uh, it's it's pretty nuts. You know, it's it's always one of those things like you know you hear about some of these things and and so many of them that like, you can shoot down so easily. But then this one, I do have to say I'm sticking to the owl thing. But like, <laughs> really a bunch a bunch of grown ass people seeing an owl and being like there's an alien here and we've got to kill it and like these people live on the land they know what owls look like surely right. i'm not going to belittle them think. that much right um i don't know i'm going to give this story mm-hmm. hold on I'm, I'm i've got my abacus out here i'm please I've yeah getting yeah let me I appreciate that appreciate the traditional okay. methods of course i'm not sure what your <laughs> usual sort of table is here but i'm going to give this story yeah 21 okay. stars <gasps> 21 stars? Yes. Yes, I'm giving you stars. stars. Oh, shit. Now we're going to have to have like a little asterisk where it's like <laughs> X amount of points, X amount of stars. I do need to go well. through and add up. So, yeah. <laughs> no, it's well, we... no Colton, don't change it. Don't change well, well, even no, one no, thing. No, because hold on. I can, I, I've got, actually, I'm standing right here at a at a stars transfer booth. They can transfer the stars oh. into points currency. I oh. can take care of that right now if you'd okay. like. Okay. Yeah, no, sure. Okay. I mean, how many oh my points God, please is 21 do. stars? 21, 21 stars. Let's see. And then to the points ratio. I mean, that's that's 43 points 43 points holy shit balls that's amazing thank you so much Colton. i do love that uh just so you know that what what's writing on this is that whoever wins this season uh between chelsea and i gets to design the other a tattoo that they have to get and they do have oh, to get it oh my goodness yeah no we like it we like it very much so thank you oh my gosh colton thank you i'm no, on it to be yeah, receiving yeah, points yeah. and stars from you got my dancing shoes on and i am ready to go out i'm dancing on the night floor i'm dancing on the night floor he's dancing on that night floor um. <laughs> 
So we are going to travel a little bit. So I want everybody to like go into their mind palace, Ooh. strap themselves into their mind metro. Oh, yes. And take that metro all the way back to the 10th century. Oh, gosh. Okay. Unfortunately, we cannot get more specific than that. But we're in the 10th century and we're in Joe China. Biden is the ticket terror on my uh, metro. <laughs> yeah. My Joe Biden is like, have a lovely time on this train. And he's like, what am I even saying? I know you will. Trains are the best. <laughs> so you've gone back. You are in 10th century AD yeah. in China. Ooh, that's probably... And you're in the emperor's court. Oh. And it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. Because like this is, you know, like it's the period of time. Everyone's like lounging on a pillow. There's gold and shit everywhere. Yeah, there's gold everywhere. I cannot stress this enough. <laughs> fucking gold everywhere. Beautiful. Okay. Hell you're yeah. lounging, right? You're yes. lounging on a pillow. For and real. the emperor says, bring in the dancers. And the dancers Ooh. come in. I know. And we can all see it, right? And yeah. the dancers... They're moving in these like beautiful, sinuous ways. They're undulating with the drum beats. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. And then the you star- You know I love a good undulation. Yep. I know. And then the star dancer comes out. She's fucking renowned across <gasps> the empire. She does this beautiful Oof. special dance called the Dance of the Golden Lotus. <gasps> oh, I love this one. This feels like a Zack Snyder moment. Kind of. Because she comes out, maybe more of a Ryan Murphy moment, and here's okay. why. Okay. She comes out. <laughs> Very different. She puts, a, she puts a lotus flower on the floor. Okay. And she dances only atop that flower. The way that she is able to do this is because she has preternaturally tiny, tiny feet. And... Okay. Oh, wait. Is this about foot binding? Yes. No! <laughs> Spoiler! This is, uh, this is something that... Haunts oh me. yes. Okay. The emperor. This scares me because yeah. now I Do think you... at the end of this, a, a credit card is going to be the dance floor, and that is much too small a dance floor for any two human feet. So I'm. Scared. We're getting there. Oh, We're getting there. beans. So the emperor sees this dancer, this famous dancer, and he is so beguiled by her tiny, tiny Ugh. feet that he says he now wants all of his concubines to have these tiny feet oh. this is the story that is the most often recounted as the origin of the okay. practice of foot binding although it is it's not recorded in enough detail to be like regarded as like indisputable fact it is the most commonly recollected tale okay uh it is definitely true and verifiable that this is the time period in China in which foot binding started and it persisted until horribly it, recently right it persisted until 1949 oh, so to be clear to just to put so, it like you know like this episode six, six years before <laughs> six years before the silver men uh they were still out there binding feet it was it was officially outlawed actually in 1912. Okay. Historians say that it fully fell out of practice in 1949, but it also seems <laughs> like okay. not only is this illegal, it's gross. It's gross. <laughs> but here's but here's the thing, and this is complicated. I'm not gonna pretend to be like a, you know an expert on this because that's also not what this podcast is. The 1949 date is also the date of the creation of the People's Republic of China. And so this also kind of becomes like a, hey, and then when we did People's Republic of China, when the people took over China, quote unquote, we, we, didn't, we didn't do this anymore. This we left this behind. Thing. Okay. So the truth is, is that there are prob- there are still some rural places where this is practiced, but it's incredibly obscure now. Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't even know that it still happens at all in like 2021, but I know that it did persist past 1949 but like that is like the kind of official date of like that we don't okay. do this anymore okay. there are definitely still women alive today that have bound feet mm-hmm. so i will tell you like much like many kind of like upsetting things about history foot binding is something i remember hearing about as a child almost like it's like a weird like historical fun fact which is dark when you think about it they were like they used to bind chinese women's feet and mm-hmm. i kind to make them small and i kind of thought that meant that you would wrap a foot like a mummy so that it uh, didn't grow so it didn't yeah and that is kind of true but it's actually much worse oh okay so that's my understanding as well so that's why i'm, oh, I'm no, no, no. no so this is what they would do <laughs> so starting when a child was around four and by child, I do mean girl child. They would take the foot and fold it in half so that the, yeah, so break, that the toes. They break the bones, Colton. They break Yeah. So the pads no. of your toes would be touching like no. your arch. Yes. yes. No, they don't do that. Yes. yes. No, they did not. Stop yes, they lying. Did. 
no ah, let me yes they, they, they'd fold your foot in half and then they would bind from that fold point back to the heel no, to keep it permanently no. folded yeah so that as your foot grew it would grow in that deformed shape so all of your toes were smashed up into the area where your <laughs> arch was and then the top of your foot became the new bottom of your foot. And I that hate is, this. Yes, it's really bad. <laughs> I hate this. It's really bad. Part of the reason that they believe that the Lotus Flower Dancer, who is a dancer that they have records of, is the origin of this, is because similar to like a Chinese dating sim, of which I have played a lot of, there was actually even a rating system for this. No way. So if your foot was five inches or bigger, which... Actually, in let me terms look this of up like real quick. from bottom of foot to well, let's look at this up real quick. Okay, so how big are your feet? Like, what size shoe do you wear, Ellie? Oh gosh, I'm a European thirty-nine. Okay, I'm sorry, it's okay. <laughs> Making us do math. Okay, so I wear a size seven and a half, so my feet are about nine and a half inches long. Okay. Um, and I'm considered to have kind of small feet because I wear between a seven and a seven and a half. Uh, you wear a women's 39. So yeah, so Ellie's feet are about 10 inches long. Hey. So <laughs> hell yeah, queen. So just like my penis. penis. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know what to say about big feet? Ellie's got a big old dick. I've got a big old dinky. Schlonger over here. So in China, during the foot binding period, which again, lasted for a thousand years, any foot over five inches was called an iron lotus. And this was the worst lotus. Oh no! If you, have it, if oh, you, had, no. If you were walking around on some iron lotuses, you were never going to get married. Nasty, you were great, disgusting, oh, stinky. No. Disgusting, <laughs> stinky. Wait, wait, wait. Disgusting, so you're stinky. telling me that Mulan had foot, foot bindings? Probably, yeah. Yeah, probably. Oh so, no! That's, well, that just makes her that much more but, of a girl boss if you, you think about it she's you, out there fighting I, I you just guess. learned to Jeez. walk on that we're getting there okay so a four inch foot was a silver lotus oh so you were getting there but you weren't perfect because perfect was a golden lotus and a, a woman who had achieved golden lotus status had a foot that was no longer than three inches <coughs> which is if you can't imagine it a foot the size of a credit card no hence dancing on a credit card Jesse, oh my god title. oh my god i did it you fucking did it so Holy imagine a, imagine a foot imagine walking around as a human adult on a foot the size of a credit card but you don't even really have to imagine because literally Literally the whole point was so that they couldn't really do anything because let's never forget this is attached both to status and sexism so what they do is they yeah they'd starting around like four to six they would wrap the toes like i said and they would keep them wrapped for about two to three days at a time and then every three days or so they would unwrap the feet they would remove any dried blood any pus oh god because the feet again would I mean, if you can imagine, like, your feet being wrapped like that in, like, the heat, in, like, unconditioned living environments, they're sweating profusely, right? They're bleeding. You're in unspeakable pain. Uh. So they would have to clean all the pus out. They would sometimes have to remove, like, dead or gangrenous flesh. And then they would rewrap them. Uh, and that would just go on for years until you were done growing so that your feet could be only three inches long. It was really common that women would become paralyzed. From this, from the I've feet. got so many questions related to that. Almost like specifically, like I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm boggled right now by this. Yeah. I would never want this to devolve into like a sort of like an othering of like, oh, look what they did on the other side of the world. Yeah. Isn't it barbaric and awful? Let's not forget that at the same time that this was happening in China, we were doing our own sort of fucked up thing to oh, women's yeah. bodies here. Oh, the corsets, and the shit. corsets. Yeah, so. Corsets, at the same time that this was happening in China, corsets in Edwardian England had become so severe that they were, the prize look was called the S shape. And the idea was basically that from the side, a woman should look like an, an, a backwards S. So her bust is like the hump, the top hump of the S. Her butt is the bottom hump. And that middle part is her waist. And so it basically disappears. The idea was to have a waist that was no bigger than the size of your hand. <gasps> So but you have organs and stuff in yeah. there. Yeah, wow. and also they would corset. Eat, uh, I can show you because this was something that I researched when I was writing about this. Uh, I found like several like newspaper um, newspaper 
advertisements from the era uh, for co- maternity corsets because no. you didn't get to stop when you were having babies, and well, it was did very you say dang- maternity yes. corsets. So they would call they would call it like a baby free, like have a baby free physique, meaning like a corset that <gasps> made it look it like in. you didn't have. And part of that was a class thing of like maintaining a figure, but another part of it, and this is important, even for working women, there was even more of a need in like Victorian and Edwardian England to, to get a maternity corset because honestly, even like now, being pregnant was a legitimate reason to be fired from your job. <laughs> so like they would just let pregnant women go like yeah. for being pregnant. Oh yeah, you know, my, yeah. Work. what am I doing? Yeah, yeah, what am I fucking doing? Now they're going to have another mouth to feed. They're going to want more money. And, and it's going to be at least, what, seven years until I can employ yeah. that child. <laughs> so, I mean, first of all, the barbarism of like uh, controlling women's bodies is like time immemorial. Second of all, this start, like I said, this started in the upper aristocracy of China because the idea was that if you could afford, if your family could afford to bind your feet, (gasps) it was because you yourself as a woman could afford to be purely ornamental. You did not have to work. You didn't even have to walk around because walking around was incredibly painful. All you had to do was like pad around the soft floors of your house and never go anywhere. You didn't have to go to market. You didn't have to work. People had to come to your house to see you because you had these delicate little feet because you were so delicate and pretty and beautiful and perfect. And your only job was to procreate, which you could do, you know, on your back in bed. So that makes so much more sense because now I'm thinking that for so many of these families, this is almost like a status thing. And, you know, if you can achieve this, you know, if you can get wetted off now Mulan makes so much more sense right it's a huge yeah Um, it's a huge status thing low-income women they could not afford to bind their daughter's feet not because binding costs money but because the the loss of labor would cost money right they needed their daughters to work so they could not afford to bind their daughter's feet however again it is the status symbol to which everyone aspires so what they would do is only during the time when like they like courtship time like when it came time for them to be married yeah. they would bind their feet as adults <gasps> but so they couldn't achieve the oh, same so but it was temporary so yeah it is worse uh, so like it's like basically it's like what would you which would you rather would you rather start binding when you're 4 and you're too young to know better and they're going to permanently disable your feet or would you rather have basically a fully formed foot have it fucking like broken broken and have to walk around on it for about six months to a year until you get married and then they'll and then as soon as you get married they'd stop doing it and your feet would heal and you'd go back to being i mean probably still for some women their feet were like fucked up from the breaking but that was that was usually how it went for lower income women in the region oh my goodness well i hate everything yeah so it's really bad obviously it was not I mean, these things are so complicated. So there were a lot of, um, this is something that was obviously perpetuated often by women. And that gets into like a really complicated, I guess, sort of human nature thing, right? And it's something that yeah. I think we've talked about across a lot of topics on this show. But it's a trauma cycle. I guess like in the, like the most simplest way, it's a trauma cycle, right? Something awful happens to you. The yeah. only way that you can make sense of it in your mind is to think that it is okay. And then mm-hmm. part of the way of, convincing yourself that it's okay is to do it to someone else because if you do it to someone else then that means it's got to be okay otherwise you wouldn't do it and they wouldn't let you do it therefore it's okay therefore it's okay it happened to you therefore nothing bad happened mm-hmm. to you so moral women, relativism yeah it's awful it's the reason that like i mean baby this is a whole other thing this is, but like this is why like i hate like you know like when i hear about like Greek hazing, like the fraternity and sorority hazing. I'm like, oh, this is like you think like you hear about it. And you're like, oh, that's awful. Like if somebody like forced you into the mud and like made you do a hundred push-ups until you like threw up and shit yourself, why would you ever do that to somebody else? It's like, well, if not, you have to you have to just accept that that happened to you and it was bad. Whereas like you can you know twist it in your mind to be a good thing, and then you end up being somebody who perpetuates it. American culture, right. the American culture of circumcision is something that is wild to me. Oh yeah, because they don't really do that. They Europe, don't right? do that at all. No, it's not a thing at all. And I know that like and that is very and it's much interesting because a- it's something I don't even think about. You know, right. it's just, it just happens to every child when you're like, like you know, eight it's... days old. Yeah, it is really wild. I've talked about this with my mom before because you know she's a nurse, and um, and she's like, you know, there really isn't. And I mean, again, like it's, this gets very complicated because as a there's, a, there's a religious component for Jewish people. Yes. Um, and so I'm not even talking about that. But like from a purely like objectively medical standpoint, there's no medical reason to do it. No. Some people say that it's easier to keep the penis clean if you don't have a foreskin 
people who do have a foreskin, which I don't, so I don't, I don't feel like my opinion super matters, but like people I've talked to who do have a foreskin say that it is pretty easy to keep clean. Such as any part of the body. Yeah. None of it's graceful. You you clean it. (laughs) Right. You just clean it. You just clean it. Um, (laughs) Some doctors say that the baby boys are too young to be able to feel it. Doctors I know who have performed a circumcision say that that is undeniably untrue from the way that they scream. So I I don't have a son and I don't have a penis. It's the, I mean, foot binding is its whole own thing, but it is sort of the an equivalent in a way of like, this is something that just kind of happens to people and they have no idea really why it's happening, but it's a customary kind of social thing that has happened for a long time and people don't question it really anymore. Right. And Nobody it's just questions like, this it. is what, this is just what happens. You, I guess I would, I would argue the big difference, just cause I don't want anybody to think that we're being flippant, like, which I know we're not, but like the big difference would be the vast majority of men who undergo circumcision don't have any lingering um, problems with their penises. Oh, yeah. Uh, like their penises right. work basically the way that they should. It is about controlling women's bodies, the foot binding, for sure, because oh, it yeah. makes you non-functional in a lot of ways. If you're wanting to try to get an idea of what this would be like on your own foot and you don't necessarily want to look at the photos, grab your foot, like grab the outside edge of your foot where your pinky toe is. You take your pinky toe and then imagine twisting your Bending pinky toe to touch the inside of your heel, the inside edge of your heel. So you're twisting all of your toes around yeah. so that they are now stacked one on top of each other with your big toe basically acting as the new point of your foot and your pinky toe is now against your heel on the inside of your foot. That is how you have twisted your foot around. That's how they bind it. And then they bind it so that it can't untwist from there. Um, I hate it is my response. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad and not yeah, good. It's very bad, very bad. Very Nasty. unhappy with it. It is bad. So the last thing I want to say to kind of take things home about when I was saying that it's like it was predominantly women who bound other women's feet or women who bound young girls feet. This is something that I think that we could all learn from. And I I'm not trying to reduce like this whole historical uh, practice to like a quote unquote learning experience, especially like for Western people. I mean, like from a more of like a human point of view of just like an empathy bridge is the reason that sometimes these practices that are inherently damaging continue on and on is because if you had asked a mother or a grandmother in 17th or 18th century China, they would have said that binding the feet is a tradition that they share Mm. with the women in their family. What they were doing was they were providing their daughters and granddaughters the opportunity to be married, which at the time was the only way to ensure that they had a good and safe life. Yeah. Um, They were... Yeah, it was the same as like sitting down and like, I don't know, braiding your daughter's hair. Like it was, it was a beauty or self-care. It was never seen as a torture or any kind of negative or abusive Practice. Not at all. It was something that you, it was a gift you up. gave. Yeah, it was a gift you gave <laughs> to, smash to your child to ensure a better life for her. Also, I mean, and it even kind of went into some kind of like early ideas of medicine. So like at the time, they knew enough about how the human body worked to know that you have a circulatory system that starts in like your heart and your, you know, kind of thorax or your thoracic region and that it it shunts blood out to your extremities, right? Like your hands and your feet. Uh, So they thought that by binding the feet that you would cut off blood flow to the feet, which is true. Mm -hmm. But then they thought that because of that, that that meant that there would be more blood in your hips and your genital area like they basically like because the blood didn't go all the way down to your feet yeah well that's just science that's just science there'd be more blood and therefore you'd be more fertile so they actually so if you would ask them like almost if you can imagine again i'm just trying to build like i'm not trying to be like a devil's advocate trying to build an empathy bridge if you imagine like the conversation that we just had about male circumcision where we're like well you know we know there's no like medical reason there there are I don't believe that this is true, but there are some people who are like, well, there is a medical reason for circumcision. It helps keep things clean and it like makes the penis more sensitive. So like, that's the exact same thing that they would have, they've been like, well, no, there's a medical reason that we do this, that it like helps them be more fertile. Like it helps them, you know, do all these. At the time that was a. Yeah, that was like part of their reasoning. It was the most like reasonable thing in the world to do. So that is like the brief history 
of foot binding. Uh, like I said, it has ended, but you can find women today who still have the remnants of bent, uh, bound feet. And I do encourage you to see an image of it because... No. Well, the reason I say that, Colton, is because there are still a lot of things that we all do. Men, women, all sorts, and, and any other kind of person. There are a lot of things that we as people do to our bodies that fundamentally and permanently change them that we don't even think about. Sometimes I think, truly, I mean, I guess if I'm going to get like really radical and go all the way to the point... I think there is a time in the next hundred years that we as like humans will look back on like the last like 50 years of diet culture and see it as like similarly barbaric. I I think that like, yeah, I think that they will like write articles on whatever like implanted internet is like around in 2100 of just like, and people in the 1990s used to starve themselves. I feel like like plastic surgery people go, but they used to inject snake venom into their face. So, yeah, so they wouldn't have wrinkles. They used to put botulism, like, into their skin so they wouldn't sweat. You know, like, they used to inject, like, uh, poisonous, like, elements into their, you know, bodies to, like, augment them. Like, I think that we will look at it with a similar sort of, like, historical uh, distance and, like, slight, like, like, revoltingness. I mean, when the three of us were growing up, right, let's say, you know, we were sort of we were children in the 90s like forming our ideas and stuff and what was super popular in the 90s were those extreme makeover shows right yeah. where they're like let's take someone who's just like really down in the luck and also super ugly and let's give them a bunch of plastic surgery and like I remember being way too young to see what it looks like to give someone a nose drop mm-hmm. so if I can take a chisel to someone's face Ugh, and yeah. be like this is in yeah. the name of beauty and to, and like that to be the message when you're a kid is to watch that and be like this is this is what you have to do to be beautiful is that someone's gonna take a fucking like chisel and a hammer like mm-hmm. sculpting a piece of marble and they're gonna cut off a part of your nose forcefully and it's not pretty and that's mm-hmm. and that's how that's how you'd be beautiful and that's how you're beautiful and that's how you're beautiful there are definitely cosmetic procedures that do permanently change your quality of life for sure uh, forever for sure uh, one that i see a lot online and this is no judgment to anybody who gets it because the the truth of the matter is, is that we live we live in a society we live in a society that prizes female beauty above all other things mm-hmm. and if you have to exist in that society i can't blame anybody for doing what they can to get by under those parameters uh have you ever heard of a bbl either of you no a, a what a bbm a bbl a bbl no what is that a bbl is a so it stands for brazilian butt lift but i feel like that's kind of a misleading oh, name. it is yes. um it is like number for number the deadliest cosmetic procedure it's basically a fat graft so what they do is you go under the knife and they suck out all the fat where you don't want fat and then they inject it where you do want fat so like in your butt in your hips to kind of give you like a true sort of like genie hourglass shape a kardashian Um, yeah in your thighs but the thing is is that when you do that when you move fat around in the body like that you're at really high risk for a fat embolism if fat enters any of your veins while that's happening the fat will travel to either your heart or your brain and And you'll die but even if it goes really well you can watch these videos of women recovering from a bbl and it's bananas like if you get a bbl and so you get like a fat graft into your butt you cannot put pressure on your butt mm-hmm. for anywhere from like six weeks to like a friend of mine three or four them. months yeah meaning she was lying down yeah you have to Holy lie down you have to lie shit. down on your stomach you have to lie for down on months. your stomach for months i have no judgment for people who choose to like do what they have to do to like live in this society when I see the videos, I often find watching like BBL recovery videos, which I just find fascinating. There is an element of part of what part of the allure is that you live the kind of life where you could right. where recover you can lie on from your front. this. Yeah, where you could recover from this for three to six months, and it does not it does not adversely affect like your labor. Mm. You know what I mean? And so like 
Yep. That in and of itself is a status symbol. To be able to like not only afford the surgery, but also be able to kind of recover from it at your leisure. Uh, no one is relying on you for your labor. Um, that is a status that you're like kind of broadcasting to the world at the same time. That you can be ornamental. Right. So in that way, some of those things have not changed. No. Another thing that I, I just want to like, as we're like kind of on this, you know, rabbit hole. Uh, I watched, I think I said this earlier. I watched Josie and the Pussycats with my boyfriend friend today fuck yes that movie is so good because that movie whips and it's going through like a weird cultural renaissance where everybody's like we should all be revisiting i loved that movie as a child i don't know what that is oh even i never i never saw it until a year ago and i fucking fell in love with it and i watched it five times in one week i Um, loved it as a child i it was one of the first dvds i ever owned elliot came out in 2001 okay so i was a tot you were a tot we were like 10 years old ish yeah um and it's, you know, it's about Josie and the Pussycats. It's about, like, a girl band, and they become famous overnight. There's, like, a fun kind of capitalism storyline that happens. It's, it's really good. But <laughs> here's the wild it's part. It's so good. And this was, like, the wild part. And it's something that I've been thinking about a lot because I just worked on, like, a body image podcast for work. So we were talking about it a lot. The, the ideal body type of that time period, like, the late 90s into the early aughts, was, like, bone thin. Oh, right? yeah. Like, not just, like thin like it is now but no, it was like, like no breasts oh no no breasts on the no cusp hips of yeah hospitalization thing it was that your hip bones should like jut out right yes. like your collarbones should jut out you should be able to see which somebody's is the sternum. time that we're all becoming like teenager women right exactly so i was like i was watching this movie now as a 31 year old woman imagining myself as an 11 year old mm-hmm. when i loved this movie and i was not critical of it at all there's a part like that's played very much for laughs where like one character who's extremely thin played by parker posey wants to hang out with joe Josie and the Pussycats and she invites them into like her girl den and she's like let's all have a snack and she grabs one Pringle and then she pulls the Pringle she takes the Pringle to her mouth and then she looks at all of the other girls and then she throws it down and she says you probably just think I'm a pig and they're like no we don't but like it's played for laughs because it's just like oh isn't it so funny like when somebody eats it like I thought it was one of those like sort of like everything in that movie is like why why I love that movie everything's so like pumped up to be so much larger yes. than life like it's it's the the movie's like sort of really self-aware of like how absurd everything is and i took that as one of those sort of moments oh it's um, definitely played for absurdity like it's not played yeah, like absolutely. that's a good thing it's played but, like that's a bad right. thing we for sure grew up like especially became teenagers and 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 started becoming adults in the age where it was like victoria beckham Angelina mm-hmm. Jolie looking like skeletons and being Tara like this, Reed. Right. Yeah, this is this what movie. you this is what oh, you're yeah, trying Tara to be yeah Tara Reid is in the movie and she's like, she's paint, like she wears like, um, you know, like the really ultra low rise pants and you can see like her hip bones. Yeah. And I mean, some people naturally have that body type and there's just nothing inherently wrong with it. However, I, I mean, I get, and like part of this was also from dance for sure, but it's so funny. And I think a lot of people have this, a lot of people have this, um, experience. I think in some ways it's universal, but I also think it is very millennial uh, because of like the time mm-hmm. that we grew up is like yeah. I will look at pictures of myself from like junior high and high school and remember that I thought I mean I thought I was obese mm-hmm. like I thought I was disgusting at that age I was like my body is horrible I was so thin oh me like too. I was so exactly thin but I definitely didn't look like that I never and I never was I was never going to like look like Tara Reed or people it's just, just not my body type you just look like a like a teenager. Like a norm, but like a completely normal size. I wore like right. all throughout high school, I wore like size small, you know, or right. like whatever. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm exactly the same. Like, yeah. I remember being that, being like 14, 15 and being mm-hmm. like, I'm just, I'm one of the big girls. Yeah. I remember thinking when I was younger, I was like, I was five, because I've I basically, I've been five, three since like seventh grade. It's <laughs> never changed. I remember truly believing I was like, I need to be 99 pounds or less, like weighing over 100 pounds is dangerous, mm-hmm. which and then like, I remember, like, I even looked up online BMI, which is also stu- BMI stupid, by so the way, bad. but BMI five foot three, 99 pounds. And it was like underweight. And I was like, you liar. <laughs> I was like, how dare you? I dare you. How dare you? I should be 99 <laughs> pounds. And then now I'm like, oh, my God, if I weighed 99 pounds, I would be ill. Yeah, I'd be like you, physically ill. You, yeah. So anyway, all that is to say, like, bad body standards exist throughout time and space. Uh, mm. And we should break all of them down. 
Yes, I agree. I try to think about my body the same way that I think about like my car, I guess. Like I love my car. I work on my car. <laughs> I have added a lot of ornamentation to my car. You make I sure love that, that my car okay. gets me from A to B. Yeah. Uh, I love all the different parts of my car. If like something bad happens to my car or if somebody else doesn't like my car, I can't imagine taking it personally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so like something like my body, I want it to be like a tool of self-expression. Yeah. And I want it to be a tool of function. And I don't want to assign specific value to it based solely on the way it looks, to, except for to the extent that I am using it as a tool for self-expression, like my tattoos and stuff. So you're saying that padding around on three and a half inch feet isn't what you're going to go for? Yeah, I don't think that at 31, I think it, I don't think it's the time for me to like try to make my feet smaller. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, not at this point. I think actually that ship has sailed. Well, for have me. you asked Connor? I, you know what? I have not asked Connor. What if he was just like, you know, I really have always wished really that they were smaller. Do you wish that you had tiny little God, feet? I wish they were really so small. You. I have size 13 feet, and I've already taken the hammer to them. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Small. So that's dancing on a credit card. Damn, dude. That scares me. That story was pretty crazy, and I honestly haven't felt. It. I was getting big, as I said. I was getting big. Um. Fucking Geraldine vibe. He's becoming big. Um, Which is, I guess, an intro. He was becoming big. Um, (laughs) It's true. uh, But uh, but it was really grossing me out. I was very upset, and uh, it was very visceral feeling. And uh, and you and you brought it around back into like today. And I don't know. I'm I'm upset by it. So yep. I was going to award you twenty-seven stars. <gasps> Holy seven stars! Going, and that comes out to fifty-four points. Holy! Uh, that is right. so many points. Looks that's like fifty-four points. <laughs> that's an insane uh, amount of points. Because I usually bring the disgusting topic. It's true. Well, I want you to know it's because I felt like I had done too many pop culture things in a row. And uh, I was like, I don't want that to get stale. Yeah. So then I was like, I'm going to switch it up and do a history thing. Well, it was the perfect thing for Colton. Clements. It was the perfect thing. He loves a body horror moment. He likes bar- Colton, thank you so much for joining us. What a pleasure it is to have you always, such as. Always. Thank, thank you for having me. It was great to, you I had a great time. Wizard guest. I mean, I, I always love talking too i love you too i know we love you and we miss you and i'm so happy Aww. i'm so happy that you're having this incredible experience in la and i would never want to take that from you but i do want to take it from i you. do wish that you would move back to <laughs> to austin i want to take it from you i'm actually trying to figure out a way to take it from you i did um, think about like emailing that. your employer and being yeah, like did exactly. you know that he binds women's feet yes yeah, you know that he's a freak oh, nasty God. he's a freaky foot binder did you know <laughs> colton if people wanted to follow your hilariousness where could they find you oh my gosh well i used to work for youtube channels where we did stupid shit but now i don't do that anymore so now i just do stupid shit on the side uh with nice. you guys he lives um, life a- on the side yeah if you want someone to come on and say stupid shit on your stuff uh you can uh i'm i'm currently i'm a freelance stupid shitter um yeah. listen uh you Hell can find yeah. me uh, uh on pixel hearts p-x-l-h-e-a-r-t-s <laughs> <laughs> on that um, uh, Twitch channel on occasion. Those are some of Cute. my LA friends and they Cute. play games and I fucking bullshit around on there. And you can also find me here on the What Podcast, I guess, you know, bullshitting yeah. around on this particular episode. You can, for sure, yeah, for sure, you for sure. Find, for sure. You can watch, you can listen to this episode just over and over again and ask for me to come back. And I will. <laughs> if you really want to follow me, uh, I have yes. Colton Clam Hands on Instagram. Chelsea, where can people find you? People can find me at Chelsea Harfouche wherever internets are sold. Except for TikTok. That's right. Where it's got to be thought leader, T-H-O-T. And you can find me at Ellie Main on Instagram and Ellie Maney on Twitter. Um, I had like a little brain break there for a second. Did you see that? Yeah, that's right. It happens. And you can find this podcast at WhatPod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest now, because apparently people do that. That's fun. And our website is thosetwogirls.club. And you can find our merch on redbubble.com forward slash those two girls. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, we will see you next week. And in the meantime, I don't know, maybe go learn something. Hey, Colton. Yeah, what up? I'm going to need you to keep it loose. Keep it tight. Say your prayers at night. Oh, you got it, chief. (laughs) 